Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
plank was lowered and the crew raced ashore with buckets. They formed a line from the river to the cabin, and before long, the fire was out. But the cabin had been almost completely destroyed. Well, there isn't much left, but thanks anyway, Captain. How'd the fire start? Indians, about 20 of them. They threw torches through the window and then rode off. That's too bad. Get the men aboard, Mr. Knight. We're casting off at once. Sure, now that we've stopped, can we take on some logs? We have enough fuel to last till we get to Pierre. Well, I'm not sure of that, sir. To be safe... You consider it safe to tie up here when the woods are full of Indians? Get the men aboard. Aye, aye, sir. All aboard, man. Captain, all my tools are gone, and I need nails to rebuild my cabin. May I travel as far as Pierre will you pay your fare? Well, sure thing. Get aboard. Hurry up, man. After the steamer had started downriver once more, the Lone Ranger and Toto examined the ground around the cabin. The woodchopper said a band of Indians attacked the cabin. I can only find the hoof close of one horse. Isn't that right, Kimasaki? An Indian pony's not wear shoes. If not Indian, ride this horse. The hoof prints leading into the forest. Ah. Ground soft. Easy follow trail. All right, let's go. Easy, 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 easy follow. Come on. Come on. Come on. on board the steamer, Johnny Knight, the mate, stood his watch beside the helmsman. Betty Weston, the captain's daughter, climbed to the bridge and watched Johnny's face intent on the river ahead. After a moment, she walked to his side and touched his arm. Johnny. Huh? Oh, hello, Betty. You and Dad have had another fight, haven't you? Oh, not exactly. I gave the order to put into that landing. The captain didn't like it. There was nothing else you could do when you heard the man calling for help. What's wrong with Dad? Why is he so unreasonable, Johnny? You two used to be the best of friends in the world, and now... The way he treats you. What's happened? Betty, I don't know. I admire your father. I respect him. He taught me to navigate this river, and I'm grateful, but somehow, you know, sometimes people change. You're right. He has changed. Perhaps I shouldn't say this to you, but last winter in Fort Benton. That's when it started? Yes. When he started playing poker with Zach Terrell and his cronies, I tried to warn the captain against him. He wouldn't listen. He lost a great deal of money, didn't he? Yes. But when spring came and we started getting the boat ready for our first run, I... I hoped he'd change back to his old self. He didn't? No. He became more touchy and irritable than ever. And then just a week ago, the night before we sailed, something happened to make him worse. What? I don't know. When he came on board, I thought he was sick. Yes, I remember. Ever since then... Oh, it has me stumped, Betty. I don't understand him. I don't understand his orders. He used to say the Missouri had a hundred tricks in the daytime and a thousand at night. He always used to tie up when it got dark. But except for the night, we've only made two stops since Benton. Fort Jackson and Fort Lincoln. He refuses to tie up any place where there isn't a fort. Why? It may sound foolish, but... But what? Okay. He acts as if he were afraid of something. That's the truth, Betty. Afraid of what, though? It may be the gold. We're carrying a lot of it. Well, we'll be getting rid of it at Fort Pierre. Another day and night. Let's hope it's only the gold that's worrying. 
while, the Lone Ranger and Toto had followed the trail that led from the woodchopper's cabin into the forest. Half a mile from the river, they found a small clearing, and in the clearing, a horse tethered beside a weather-beaten shed. With their guns drawn, the masked man and the Indian approached the shed. The Lone Ranger kicked the door open. The moonlight streaming through the doorway showed them a man lying face down on the bare ground inside the building. Shot back, dead. No. Oh, but him lose plenty blood. Oh, we'll do our best to save him. Uh, as Tonto bandaged the man's wound, the Lone Ranger built a campfire outside the shed. The man was placed beside him and wrapped in a blanket. When the warmth from the fire reached him, he opened his eyes. Oh, how are you feeling? A masked man. And an Indian. Never mind the mask. We're friends. This Lone Ranger. Ranger. Uh, who are you? Uh, my name is Harry Lindquist, woodchopper. My cabin's on the river. Yeah, I know this clearing. My cabin isn't far. About half a mile. Uh, who shot you? He said his name was Kurt. A big man with a black beard? Oh, yeah. Well, why did he shoot you? Search me. If he was after money, he sure must have been disappointed. He rode up about ten o'clock, asked to spend the night told him sure. I was fixing some grub for him. My back was to him. When I heard the shot, that's all I remember. He brought you here and left you for dead. Why, that's his horse beside the shed. He must be somewhere around here. No, he's gone. The river queen stopped at your landing, and he took passage for Pierre. Keep us up here. You think Kurt Feller set fire to cabin? He must have. What's that? When Tom and I reached the landing... Your cabin was on fire. The crew from the River Queen helped Kurt put it out. But there isn't much left of it. Why should he want to burn down my cabin? Well, we have no idea. Unless it was simply to attract the attention of the River Queen's crew and bring the steamer into the landing. Kimasabi, there are many turns in river. It's easy to ride through forest, get to Pierre before boat. We tell Sheriff, him arrest Kurt when him walk off down gangplank. Yes, Toto. But we can't leave Harry here. Oh, there's a trading post a couple of miles down the river. If you could take me that far... Oh, we shall. Oh, but first, could you take me to the landing? Just to see what's left. Why, of course, Harry, as soon as you're strong enough to ride. I'm strong enough now. It's only a little way. Well, we can try it. We'll take it very easy. Shortly before the Lone Ranger, Toto and Harry reached the landing. They heard voices and drew rain, while the forest still gave them concealment. Twenty horses were ground-hitched in front of the charred cabin. Twenty men were milling around the cabin, the woodpile, and the pier. Jack, come here. I found something. What is it? See, tracing the dirt with a stick to let a cave. There, a point toward the dock. Good. That was a signal we agreed on. Got here in time, stopped the boat, and now he's aboard it. Good thing the captain doesn't know him beside. <laughs> Why do you think I picked him for the job? <laughs> All we have to do is get to Big Pine Cove before the steamer. Well, that should be easy. The River Queen can't possibly reach the cove before tomorrow night. Through the forest, we should make it by tomorrow noon. But suppose Kurt can't make the captain pull in there. He'll find some way. The River Queen will stop at the cove, and we'll be waiting for it. Uh, All right. Any of saddles, men? All right. No sooner had Betty entered her cabin on the River Queen than a hand was clapped over her mouth. <laughs> the muscle of a gun stuck into her back. Now, take my hand away. You 
put a bullet through you. Is that understood? Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. Uh, who, who are you? Saw me come aboard of the landing. The name is Kurt Banner. What do you want with me? I want you to send for your father. Tell him you must see him at once. You want him to come here? At once. What if I refuse to send for him? Then I'll use this gun. Well, suppose he refuses to come. You'll make your message urgent. Just how will I send it? By the first crew member who passes by. I'll get over here in the corner where I can't be seen through the porthole. All right, open it. Now, remember, one word more than is necessary and I'll shoot. Would you hang for murder? It wouldn't help you any, would it? Someone's coming. Yes. It's one of the decades. Well, stop him. I... Do as I say or I'll shoot. Joe. Yes, Miss Betty. Will you ask my father to come here? He's turned in for the night, miss. Left word he wasn't to be disturbed except in an emergency. This, this is an emergency. Yes, miss. If you say so. Thank you, Joe. Captain Weston was not asleep. He lay on his bunk, fully clothed, staring at the ceiling. Lost everything I worked a lifetime to gain. But at least I've stayed honest. And as soon as we get to St. Joe, I'll send Betty East. She'll be safe there. Who's there? It's Joe, sir. I left word. I know, sir. But Miss Betty says this is an emergency. What? He wants to see you in her cabin. She ill? She didn't seem to be, sir. Very well, carry on. Aye, aye, sir. Betty's cabin was at the stern of the boat. When the captain opened the door, it seemed to be empty. But the door was concealing Kurt and Betty. And when the captain closed it, he saw them. He saw Kurt's gun as well. Not a word, captain, or she died. What? The man from the landing. Right. I rode all the way from Pilgrim's Cove to meet you there. You're one of Terrell's men. Right again. You double-crossed us once, but we've decided to give you another chance. Where's Terrell now? You'll be waiting for us at Big Pine. The River Queen doesn't stop until she gets to Pierre. You want your daughter to live? You wouldn't dare. Oh, wouldn't I? There's a price on my head already. <laughs> Pull the curtains over the porthole, Captain, and sit down. We'll talk it over. <laughs> falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. The captain hesitated for a moment, and then a flourish of Kurt's gun made him obey the outlaw's command. He drew the curtains over the porthole and sank into a chair. Kurt motioned to the bunk, and Betty sat down on it. Her eyes were on the captain's bowed head. Dad, what's this all about? You must tell me. Go ahead, Captain. Tell her. Betty, you may have guessed that I lost a great deal of money in Fort Benton during the winter. To be exact, $20,000. Really? I lost it to Zach Terrell, and I gave him my note. To meet the note, I'll have to... To sell my interest in the River Queen. Is that all? 
No, just before we left Fort Benton, Zack suggested another way in which I could pay off the debt. All I had to do was tie up overnight at Pilgrim's Cove, the first night out of Fort Benton. Terrell's men would be waiting there. They'd board the boat, force me to hand over the gold we're carrying, and... Well, that's all. Zack promised he'd tear up my note. But you refused? No. We didn't stop at Pilgrim's Cove. I gave my word I would, though. Why? Because of you. Zack threatened to, to kill you unless I stopped there. Oh. I had to agree to follow his instructions to get you safely away from Fort Benton. Once we started, I thought there was no way they could stop us before we delivered the gold at Fort Pierre. You found out different. What do you want me to do? I've told you. We're in the Big Pine Cove. And if I refuse, your daughter will die. All right, I'll give the order. Sit down, Captain. You're not going anywhere. You and your daughter are staying in this cabin with me until you go through with your bargaining. How can I give any orders from here? By writing them out and send them up to the bridge by a member of the crew. Oh, the first mate will know something's wrong if I don't show up to relieve him at eight bells. That's when you'll send your orders. You'll explain your daughter is ill and that you're staying with her. Then Johnny will surely... Johnny will what? Nothing. Ah, Johnny. Johnny Knight. That's the first mate, isn't it? Ah, when he hears you're sick, he'll come here and want to know what's wrong. Well, Captain, when he shows up, you will just have to get rid of him. Or else. <laughs> the Missouri twisted and turned, and the straight route through the forest of Big Pine Cove saved over a hundred miles. After they had left the woodchopper at the trading post, the Lone Ranger and Tonto followed the outlaw's trail, and at noon of the following day, they watched them making camp at the cove. Then the last man and the Indian rode slowly upstream. At three o'clock, the Lone Ranger found the spot he was looking for. Here, except for a narrow channel of deep water close to the high bank they were following, a sandbar stretched all the way across the river. Any steamer passing the point must use the channel. Take a look, Tonto. We get by here, the river queen will practically have to graze a bank. Should be easy to jump to the lower deck. Maybe so. But when men see your mask, then take you prisoner. If they do that, I'll be taken to the captain. I'll have my chance to warn him, King Osabi. The Lone Ranger and Tonto waited in the cover of the trees all through the afternoon. There was no sign of the River Queen. Maybe a boat passed here already. Oh, that would be impossible. It grew dark, and the rising moon was silvering the river before they saw the lights of the steamer rounding the upstream bend. The River Queen was moving slowly, and the voice of the lookout drifted across the water. Hard way! Stand more full ahead! Deep water to the starboard! Hard to starboard from the channel, sir! speed was checked still more as she nosed closer to the bank. Most of the crew and the passengers were gathered in the bow. There was less than ten feet clearance between the steamer and the shore as it slipped past the point where the Lone Ranger and Tonto were hiding. The last man waited until the stern was opposite him. He broke from cover, jumped, and landed on the ledge that extended beyond the railing of the lower deck. He grabbed hold of the railing and vaulted it. No one up forward had seen him make the jump. He pulled his hat low and ran for the aft companionway. To the second deck, the top deck. 
When the mat was reached, he ran forward to the bridge. He pulled open the door of the wheelhouse and... What's the meaning of this? No passengers are allowed. Mast, he has a gun. Yes, I have a gun. I'm handing it over to you. What? Here. Break it and take a look at the bullets. What's the idea? Please. Why... These are silver. They may serve as an introduction. There's only one man I've ever heard of who uses silver bullets. The Lone Ranger. Are you... Yes. Oh, here's your gun, sir. And I must warn you that you have a dangerous criminal aboard. You picked him up last night. He was posing as a woodchopper. But in reality, as the Lone Ranger talked, the expression on Johnny's face changed from one of shocked surprise to complete understanding. And when the masked man had finished... Now let me tell you something, mister. The captain's locked in his daughter's cabin. He sent word to me this morning that she was ill and that he was staying with her. And he gave me orders to put into Big Pine Cove when we got there. That's where Zach Terrell and his men are waiting. I couldn't believe the order, and I went to the cabin. The captain talked to me through the door. He refused to open it, refused to let me see Betty. I think he and Betty are being held prisoner by the crook you've been telling me about. It's entirely possible. Will you take me to the cabin? Sure thing. The porthole of Betty's cabin was open, but the curtains were drawn across it, making it impossible to see inside. The Lone Ranger and Johnny stopped outside and waited for several minutes. Their patience was finally rewarded by the sound of voices pitched very low. Are you sure we haven't passed Big Pine Cove? Yes, of course I'm sure. Johnny doesn't know the channel as well as I do. He's had to take it easy. How long? About an hour. Don't try any funny business. How could I possibly try any funny business while you're holding a gun on me? Keep your voice down. The Lone Ranger motioned for silence and moved away from the cabin with Johnny. When they were out of hearing range... Shall we do break in? I'm afraid that before we had the door open, the captain Betty would be dead. What can we do then? Carry out the captain's orders. Tie up in Big Pine Cove when we know that Zach Terrell and his men are waiting for us there? You have more men on your crew than he has with him. The crew's unarmed. Don't you have any guns? Well, I have one. A few of the passengers may have six shooters. Otherwise, is it... Wait a minute. Those cases we're delivering to Fort Pierre. Oh, what cases? They're from Fort Benton. I don't know what's in them. Shall we take a look? At once. An hour later, as bells sounded and the steamer's engines were cut, Kurt ordered the captain and Betty to a far corner of the cabin. Then he stepped to the porthole, pulled the curtain aside, and took his eyes off his prisoners long enough to glance outside. The captain started toward him. Still you are, Captain. You wouldn't want to stop a bullet at this late date, would you? Please, Dad. That's right. Make him sensible, Betty. You won't have much longer to wait. We're inside the cove and drifting into shore. We'll be tied up in a minute. And then Zack and his men come aboard. As soon as we have the gold, we'll be on our way. Your debt will be paid. I'll pay my debts honestly. <laughs> That's up to you. Now, don't move. Once more, Kurt looked out the porthole. Good. They're making the lines fast to the trees along the water's edge. You see anything of Zack? No, but we'll be hearing from him shortly. Sit down and make yourselves comfortable.
there were shouts of alarm from the lower deck of the steamer. Kurt smiled. Did you hear that? Zach's come aboard. Some of your men must be putting up an argument. My men are armed. And it must be my friends who are using their guns. Daddy, kill him. But Kurt smiled later as the firing kept up. He walked nervously to the porthole and looked out. The see nothing. The firing was coming from the forward end of the steamer. But you said your men had no guns. Johnny has one. That's the only one I know of. Johnny, you'll be killed. That's certain. The firing continued for another ten minutes before it stopped. There was a long silence. Kurt listened at the porthole, watching the captain and Betty every moment. Then his name was called. Kurt! That's Zach. Here I am. Fire! Stern of the ship. I'm holding the gun on the captain and the girl. Is everything under control? Yeah. Bring the captain up here. We need him to open the safe. Right with you. You heard him, Captain. Let's go. You too, Betty. Hurry it up. Kurt marched his prisoners out to the deserted deck and started them forward. But as he passed the door of the next cabin, it opened silently behind him. The Lone Ranger stepped out and brought the butt of his gun down on Kurt's head. The outlaw slumped to the deck. Dad, a masked man. You needn't be afraid of me, Miss Weston. All right, Johnny. Who are you? Your first mate will explain. Johnny. Johnny, you're safe. Of course I'm safe. You're the only one who was in danger. Joe, Pete, yeah. here, take this one down to the captain's cabin and tie him up with the others. All right. All right. waiting for me on shore, Johnny. Right. You shouldn't have any more trouble. No, sir. Adios. Goodbye, and thanks a million. I don't understand any of this. We heard Zach's voice. Yes, we thought he and his cutthroats had taken possession of the ship. They tried to, but we were waiting for them. You captured them without guns? <laughs> no, sir. We broke open a case of rifles and some cases of ammunition on the way to Port Pierre. You wouldn't have had time to do that if you hadn't been warned of Zach's plan. No, we were warned. By whom? The masked man. And we also knew that Kurt was holding you and Betty prisoner. But we were, well, afraid to break into the cabin for fear he'd shoot you. He would have, too. So after we captured Zach and all his men, half of them were wounded... We made Zack call for Kurt and tell him to bring you two forward to the captain's cabin. Yeah, the masked man was waiting in this cabin. As soon as Kurt was out on the open deck, as soon as he passed this door, the masked man stepped out and boom. <laughs> that was the finish for Kurt. It seems to me that this masked man not only saved the gold, he saved our lives. Yes, that's, that's absolutely right. Well... Johnny, then, then he can't be an outlaw. Oh, no, Betty, he isn't. But the mask. Who is he, Johnny? Well, I, I'll show you something he gave me. Here. Bullet. Yes, a silver bullet. Now, can you guess? Yes, of course. Of course, Johnny. The Lone Ranger.
adventure of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.